step inside the Welcome to Inside the Wooniverse, Woo Squared. That's a little bit of woo times two. In these shorter episodes, you're going to hear more of me, like an audio journal, on universal topics like abundance, resilience, working with the moon, manifestation, meditation, and much, much more. Inside the Woo. Everybody, it's Colette Baron Reed. We're listening to Inside the Universe. Woo Squared is our little mini chatty sessions that I do with Connie Deletti, our executive producer, and where we talk about basically anything stuff that you ask us to talk about and stuff that we just want to talk about because we think it's cool or it's fun. And what are we talking about today? Because Connie is always the one who surprises me with the topic. Yes. What is it? I hope this is going to be a big surprise. Okay, <laughs> so today's topic we all know Oracle and Tarot cards have been coined as a tool to predict the future. Right. But you actually have coined something else in that calling Oracle cards a prescriptive tool. Right. Can we talk about the difference? Yeah. And they're both and, right? So Mm -hmm. when I first started working with them, they were always about predictions. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's how I learned that that's exactly my, my Scottish nanny, Mrs. Kelly, that she was always telling people what was going to happen. Yes. When my dad taught me Turkish coffee cups, he was telling me about what was going to happen, but he would say, here's what happened. Here's what's going to happen. So it was always in my head that these things were predictive. Right. Then of course I got the therapist who taught me how to use them for self understanding and that kind of gave it a different flavor. But that said, my ability and my experience was as a predictive reader until, and I'll say that the point where I've changed my mind about it. So I believe that they tell you your probable mm-hmm. and potential mm-hmm. reality and can track where you're likely heading. Mm-hmm. But they're not written in stone. There's no such thing as anything written in stone. Predictions are mutable. If a person doesn't change much, then it's very easy to predict for them. Very, very easy. Especially people who are not interested in being conscious of themselves. It's like, that's Mm going to happen. But I I came to understand that the more I worked on myself and the more I had delved into, you know, different psychological modalities like Jung, Mm -hmm. et cetera. I mean, I was doing a lot of studying as I was in this profession. I was in therapy plus studying everything I could about the human psyche. Like, why do we make our choices? It really hit me that what if I was predicting something based on where that person was? Because that's true. You you predict from your vantage point. This is the vantage point, and this is what we see. Now, sometimes you just see things, and they're just there because mm-hmm. they're they're there. But we also have free will, right? So, what if you could become someone else? Like, what if you could become somebody new or more evolved? Would that prediction still meet that persona, like who you are, you who you've become? is different. So then that prediction has to change. So Mm -hmm. I started realizing that, wait a second, then I have to change my language around this because I have to tell the person based on today's point of vantage, and if you don't change anything, this is likely going to, this is what I see here. And I would always add, but let's take a look at, if you were to do some evolutionary work, some some deeper shadow work of of really, you know, taking a look at why you've been attracted to certain things, could there be a different outcome, Mm -hmm. right? So it's probable outcome, potential outcome, but never written in stone outcome. So then the prescription for that would be, okay, well, what would I do? Who would I need to become to have that experience? Well, then you have the prescription. Well, here's how you would handle this energy mm-hmm. for the highest good. Here's how you would, so the cards then would tell that story. So you then give that person an opportunity 
to be empowered and to be able to make the changes, that they participate. Because as often in the beginning of my career, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying there's a lot of people who read like this, where the person receiving the reading is a passive receiver and you're the active giver and there's a power dynamic that's not equal. Mm-hmm. And, and really you're saying, this is what's coming, the end. I remember getting a reading from somebody who told me all this horrible stuff, which could have been true had I not gotten clean and sober. But when I got clean and sober, I became a different person. And that no longer was my story. And it just didn't. It wasn't anymore. See what I mean? So yeah. so um, I come from a place where I made a complete and absolute turnaround. And, and that wasn't a probability at all. That was like mm-hmm. a moment a choice point where I changed my life. So I believe in both. I believe it's great to have some understanding of what's possibly coming down the pike or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but people have a tendency to get very hung up on that because they're looking for you to predict something so that they have control or that they have certainty. And that is not always the healthiest thing. That it, that for me, it's better to be able to learn how do we navigate uncertainty and then step into the unknown where all the action is because that's, if you don't want that, is there a choice? Like what else could there be if this outcome is something that you don't want? Like, oh, I don't want that. Okay, well, how would I not have that? So it's a funny subject because, it, you know, I remember knowing that's that very specifically there's three tarot cards in my experience when they came together they always related to a death mm. and that would inevitably would happen and so it would be scary for me sometimes like oh my god those those three cards came up who's going to die which I, ones are they but just by the way yeah well whenever i and again they were <laughs> like for the me like the tower okay for no, you yeah no 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 oh okay the death card with the ace of swords and oh. a sword court card Okay. Okay. Yeah. A court card of a sword, the ace mm-hmm. of swords and the death card, all three together. It was that. inevitable. Yeah. There would be okay. something that would happen. And I wouldn't always get the right person, but I would always write it down. You know, like, Ooh. Right. Okay. And so yeah. sometimes the cards predict something that of course would be scary and we don't want it to happen, especially if mm-hmm. it's negative. We want, Oh, I don't want that. But we are always in motion. Right. And and we can be moving towards an object, right. Or, or a situation mm-hmm. that's just na- a natural progression of where we are now. And the cards can also reflect what we have to learn. And it's not always going to be pleasant. <laughs> so, you know, so, so the other reason yep. why I wanted to do prescriptions is because I thought, well, what else, what if there could be a different, a different thing that like, why, why not? Cause I'd also, read there were multiple dimensions and possibilities and potentials going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I always include, even though I have to be honest, people, it's much more popular to have a prediction. People like, right. oh, she's going to make a prediction. I'm going to yeah. feel better. <laughs> I'm going to know what the future is going to hold. Therefore right. I can relax that, you mm-hmm. know, or like, mm-hmm. but I always put the prescription in. Here's what I see. Here's the energy of that I see coming in, but here's what you do with it. Mm-hmm. Here's what's possible with that. So I changed my readings dramatically and went more into the coaching element of helping people, doing the readings, seeing what's potential. Mm-hmm. And inevitably those things would happen, but they their approach to it would be very different because A, they were ready for it, or B, they were like, you know what, I'm going to make it mean something else and I'm going to change myself. Yeah. And so readings can be very empowering and but sometimes they can be disempowering. And that's why I that's why I changed it. It's like, you know what, I'm going full on into both and here's mm-hmm. what's possible, what's potential, what's probable. Oh, and here's a possible outcome. Let's and here's another possible outcome if you change this. 
And just like a prescription in real life, if you were going to a pharmacy, right, you can fill a prescription and then not take it. You know, correct. You can, <laughs> you can do the things that oh, I'm just wrote down what Colette said, and this is the month, it, and there is some certainty. But then, if you don't actually, you know, t- ingest the prescription and don't do that work, it, please don't be surprised if then. <laughs> I, I got to tell you the funniest story. So, so that goes along with this prescription prediction thing. So, um, my first husband. And I went to a tea leaf reader before we got married. And um, we both came out of it completely freaked out because she told me that my husband, that I would have three really difficult relationships, really painful relationships, Mm -hmm. and that I would meet my blonde husband at blah, blah, blah. And uh, I wouldn't have kids. Well, I couldn't have kids anyway, but it was just really interesting. And and he was a musician and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about? My husband has got dark hair and dark eyes. Anyway, and there's, what do you mean I'm going to have a bunch of, am I going to have an affair? Like, what the hell? She didn't even say one thing about me getting married right away. She told him he was going to have a son and that, and a very quiet, really, really quiet, steady wife. Well, I am not quiet. (laughs) And that he hadn't met her yet. Wow. Right? So the two of us were like, that was a waste of money. And meanwhile, <laughs> nine meanwhile, uh, nine or 10 months later, we were we were broke up. And exactly that. He met a very beautiful, quiet woman wow. who's fantastic. And he has a son and he's so happy. Wow. Oh. He's the greatest. He's a great guy, my first husband. And my second husband, my only husband, my husband forever husband, is yeah. was a musician, blonde. Yeah. is blonde, has light-eyed, and is wow. everything that she described. And I, but so that the prediction really didn't fit my life. So it was very disturbing. Mm. Right. So I was, but I, I didn't like, I said to her, but I'm marrying somebody now. And she was just kind of like blank. Like there wasn't a discussion. It was like, well, that's She's not like, what the team okay. leaves say. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what right. are you talking about? This is all wrong. I can't believe I paid you money for this. And meanwhile, 100% accuracy. So I don't want to poo-poo predictions. Mm-mm. You know, I have mm. made no, of course. really, really accurate predictions for people yeah. because of the capacity to see. And it's not even with Oracle cards. I can do it without anything. I can just mm-hmm. look into space and see it. But, you know, prescription when you're working with cards and you are seeing somebody's potential reality, I always love to say, I wonder what else is possible. Let's take a look at a, another possible outcome. And if you would have to do anything, and sometimes I don't see it. I say, you know what? I, I the, the elements aren't in place and I can't see anything. Yeah. So it's, I mean, don't forget, I have read thousands and thousands, yes. thousands of people. Yes. I I worked as an intuitive because I, I retired 37, 35 years. I've been doing it for 35 years, full-time, retired about from one-on-one sessions five years ago. So for 30 years, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I saw, I've had a lot of experience with this. <laughs> yes. And, you know, like just for listeners, I mean, I would say probably most people are familiar with the predictive element of cards, but exactly. not so much the prescriptive. I mean, I definitely also remember going to get readings and squeaking in prescriptions, being like, they're like, okay, this is what's happening. And I'm like, could something else happen? Right. <laughs> like, could something else that? happen? Yeah, because asking. So my forte now, I mean, well, my forte has always been business strategy, believe it or not, which Mm -hmm. has been something that I find fascinating because there's less emotion attached to it. But, you know, um, I, in my 
school in Oracle School and the OCM Oracle Circle membership, you know, I really stress that ability for us to become empowered by asking cards, like by asking the questions of the cards, like what do I need to know about this in order to Mm -hmm. make choices and decisions? Then it's really more of an empowerment thing and a way for us to self-reflect. So Oracle Cards for me today is about personal transformation, you know, when I'm talking to a person. And so prescription is at the core of, like even when Deborah Silverman and I do, we're, we're doing a stars course. Stars and Cards. Yeah, Stars yes. and Cards with Hay House yes. is coming out, yeah. I think in 2024. She shows the fixed system of astrology and it's a predictive system because we talk about the progressed moon, which, yeah. which is we each go through two and a half years of different cycles. And then I navigate that. So I show people how to use cards to navigate it, which means mm. what's coming up for me today around this? What could I do differently? What Where do I need to meet myself here with this overview? So it's it's a dynamic thing. It's not a passive thing. Yeah. It's so empowering. It's so empowering. It can be. It can be. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, nobody can tell me that this isn't real. I mean, oh my right. God. It's like we've had conversations with people. Like I'm I'm like the biggest skeptic. I mean, I'm fascinated yeah. that I even do this for a living because I'm like, <laughs> you know, really? I'm like, no, it's like, I'm not one of these people where you say, oh, you know, these dimensions and what I like, I have, I have had experience, like yes. real time experience with this mm-hmm. point. Like you can't deny this. It's undeniable. Mm-hmm. That's why I kept doing yeah. it. It's like, this is real. Like, and then remember yeah. for the longest time, I didn't, I, I don't talk to dead people. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just really good at being able to tell the stories of the people that are dead. Mm-hmm. Right. But meanwhile, then I was starting AKA smelling mediumship. them. AKA yeah. mediumship. <laughs> I didn't want to claim that. Um, for the longest time, I refused to claim the moniker. I'm like, no way am I that. No. Yeah. But I was. Even during the TV show, you <laughs> were like, show. yeah, but like. But that is the last descriptor of me. No, actually, no, Colette, we gave you, about you. The, whole story, the TV show is about you as a medium, not like you as as all the other oh things. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I think life is fascinating, and and it makes me think about you know Greg Braden talked a lot about the fact that you know, that this is like a simulation, you know, at times mm. he's, he's talked yeah. about that or that we're yeah. in this matrix. Yes. And I love that, that we get to play in this matrix. And I, who, no, who was the other one that did playing in the matrix? Uh, Mike Dooley. Mike Dooley. Yes. Love Mike Dooley. Right? Oh my it's goodness. It's true. Yes. We get to create yes. reality and we get, we have to surrender to life on life's terms. But like, that's yeah. the other thing, like predictions can be very static and like, that's your life. Like, yeah. what if I don't want that? No, What's I want to make a change. No, I don't I like that. That's not good What's enough. What's the alternative? What's the alternative? Yes. What's the alternative? That's not good. Yeah. No, I want something different. So I'm going to change. That's the point. Yeah. You know, and then there's sometimes the thing is way down the line, right? Like, oh my God. Like, what if something takes 20 years and you can't, and you, then you sabotage yourself because it didn't happen in the timetable, right? Like they said that was going to happen. Meanwhile, the timetable is like, we don't see time. I don't, I don't know anybody that's really, really good with time. Like I'm, I was always hit and miss. I told somebody one time, oh, this will take two years. It took two days. <laughs> Three days later, you know that thing you said was going to come in two years? Well, it just happened yesterday. <laughs> now what? <laughs> time. I mean, what is it? And it, doesn't it seem to be getting more looser? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just not, it's just not a thing. Yeah. You can, your story is your story. And I always say to like, don't make a reading a hitching post. It's a guidepost. Mm-hmm. Don't don't hitch yourself to this. Don't hold on to the form because well, you hear what you want to hear a lot of times too. But it's a great subject. I could talk about this forever. Woo. 
Squared is a production of Universal Network Studios. A special thanks to our recording engineer, Chris Dupuy, content editor, Julie Fink, and audio post-production, Lonnie Carmichael. Original theme music by Jerry Mosby. If you love what you heard here today and you want to keep up to date on episode releases, prize giveaways, and so much more, sign up for our newsletter at itwpodcast.com forward slash newsletter. Thank you again for listening. And we hope you join us next time for another episode of Inside the Wooniverse, a podcast brought to you from the corner of Fringe and Maine. Inside the Woo!